When you look around the world at some of the most amazing humans, you might look at an incredible doctor that solves a very complex disease, or maybe an author that wrote a book that changed the world, or how about an entrepreneur that built a billion dollar business from absolutely nothing. But today, we're focusing on an athlete that maybe, I don't know, climbs Mount Everest. This is one of the hardest feats in the entire world. Many people would look at this athlete in awe and wonder, but on today's episode, we have someone on whose full job is to support and listen to these earth-shattering athletes. Steve Lesnard is the chief marketing officer at the North Face. Steve leads the charge on marketing and positioning North Face to be one of the most iconic clothing brands in the world. And as you listen to this episode, you're going to hear Steve talk all about how North Face is better supporting its athletes, as well as responding to the recent COVID-19 crisis. So tune in, listen, get out a notepad. There's so much value jam-packed in this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. If you find any value in it, be sure to share on Instagram or LinkedIn. We'd love to hear what you're learning from these conversations. So thank you guys for listening. Now to Jake and Steve. continue to build on that trust with consumers yeah. by delivering great products and if they work on top of mountains you know it allows us to work for you know uh, you know any other adventure or exploration for our consumer base so what I would say is for me the first thing you know you know when it comes to brand identity and particularly trying to uh, continuing to grow your uh, you know your consumer base and your business is to be really clear on your brand values what you stand for what is your core consumer and continue to obsess, you know, serving them better. Because if you listen to them, if you're really a consumer centric organization, you, uh, you find out a lot about what your consumer needs during the activities, but before and after. And that's the first area that uh, I would encourage people. And I know we're focusing a lot of time on is the consumer journey. How do we make our consumer experience better? How can we provide the right product, the right innovation and the right services? And then the other thing I would say is, once you understand how they use your product, it allows you to then improve their experience and provide new products that uh, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, uh, um, might surprise the consumers, might take them somewhere new because our athletes are constantly pushing, you know, what they expect from product. They're constantly pushing how uh, they want to, uh, um, you know, to access the outdoors. They want to go faster, further. They want products to be lighter, but to be, you know, more protective than before. And it creates this incredible, you know, I would say uh, opportunity for us to, uh, to keep pushing ourselves, to keep innovating, to keep surprising and delighting consumers. <clears throat> yeah, certainly. I think that's incredible insight across the board. What, what I find m most 
most interesting regarding your position is being both connected on the CMO side, obviously seeing all the marketing and brand operations, but also as the head of product, you know, uh, having those two really shows uh, the North Face's your guys' you know, focus on that consumer-centric approach um, of continuing to evolve and update. And, and like you said, too, ensuring that, that products, not only do they look good and they're appealable to consumers, but also they perform well. Um, now, I, I think what we've seen, uh, if there's anything you know, in terms of trends that we've seen throughout the CMO series, that emphasis on new product development and connection to marketing seems more and more apparent uh, almost on a you know a monthly quarterly basis, so I'd be I'd be curious to hear from you. What are what do those steps actually look like? Because you know is that in a typical organization that might be a CMO and the customer service team they're getting information that gets sent to research and pr- new product development. But is there actually even strategy and coordination happening there? Obviously, in your role, you're able to see both. So I'd love to hear from you. What does that process look like of taking up? you know, an idea or a problem or a, a new concept from start to then to then ultimately launching that, which I know is a quite complicated process. And there might be things you can't share in that. But I think I'd love to hear, like, what does that actually actually look like in terms of like that execution process? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think in my mind, the role of the CMO is really evolving in the sense that uh, um the CMO needs to be the, I would say, the guardian of the entire consumer experience, the full consumer journey. And the consumer journey is not only including the communication and the services, but also the engagement with the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in the, in the position that I am in at the North Face, I think the, uh, this um, maniacal obsession around you know, delivering better experiences for outdoor athletes is, is a common ground that, you know, that, that runs through the, you know, the organization. And so when it comes to, you know, getting feedback, I think this is where, you know, we, today we're, we live in a, uh, in a world where we get feedback in so many different places. Yeah. Sometimes it's a matter of being, you know, uh, curious enough to listen to them. For us, it always starts with our athletes, yeah. uh, our athletes who constantly come with new and new more audacious projects you know, uh, for, for themselves and their crew. Um, like if you think about last year, we had Hillary Nelson and, and Jim, you know, uh, Jim Morrison that, um, you know, summited and skied down the face of Lhotse. Lhotse is one of the highest mountains in, the, in, the, in, in Tibet, in the Himalayas. It's right next to um, um, uh, Mount Everest. And they were the first, you know, to actually ski down. You know, uh, load say now if you go, you have to ski down load say you have to climb up with your gear first, yeah. right? And and you do it in an there's not a gondola up. going up there. <laughs> so exactly. So if you think about what it requires, you know, for them to be able to do all this, it puts an incredible uh, amount of stress and pressure on on their gear. Hmm. You know, the lighter the gear, the more energy they'll save, the more food they'll be able to pack. You know, and so, you know, it has, you know, some really interesting ramification in terms of product innovation. Now, we also have an incredible uh, array of not only our athletes who test our product constantly, but our community mm-hmm. constantly give us feedback around what works, what doesn't. And, um, and frankly, uh, the things that they're looking for. And that gives us an incredible, you know, like, an, uh, you know, a real, I would say, 
information uh, to then continue to discuss our innovation agenda and to also discuss our product creation agenda. So I would say it's a continuous loop of full integration where our brand and product creation team, our design team, our merchandising team, and our innovation team are all working towards the same goal, you know, of serving consumer better. And, and we are, you know, an incredible position where we constantly discuss what should be new, what should be better, what needs to be updated. And um, it's really ex ex interesting to see that there's so many commonalities about consumers in the outdoors. You know, now of course, some of our athletes might be a little more, you know, specific on some needs that they, they have that are really unique to their activities. But all in all, we see a lot of, you know, commonalities that allow us, you know, to push ourselves. What I would say, if your product and your marketing are, are not, as, you know, seamlessly connected and focused on what you want the consumer to experience at the end, I always like to, you know, to create a mental movie of what, what we want the consumer to actually experience see touch and do with our product all the way at the beginning of the process because mm -hmm. it allows you to create an alignment with all your different teams and make sure that everyone is pulling to in, in the same direction uh, and that consumer-centric mindset allows us keeps us in check to be honest in the process now we have also very intense testing capabilities that very quickly you know give us feedback on whether we're in the right directions or if we need to uh, to push in and via like i'll give you an example Last year, you know, like last uh, October, we launched this new innovation called FutureLight. FutureLight was an opportunity for us to uh, solve an age-old challenge in the world of the outdoors, which is providing waterproof insulation while delivering on breathability. Because the challenge with waterproof membranes is they basically limit the ability for moisture to evaporate from, from your body as you're, as you're sweating, you're hiking, climbing, snowboarding, and, um, and in high temperature, in cold temperatures, you know, that sweat can turn into, you know, cold. And, yeah. you know, and in the most extreme cases, hyperthermia. So our athletes would constantly ask us, man, like we have to layer in and out all the time. I'm hot, I take the jacket off. I'm cold, I'm putting back on. Could we just have a product that acts as a second skin? that completely delivers on waterproofness and breathing. Yeah, and a simple task, right? <laughs> What's that? A simple task, right? Just create a second yeah. skin for us. <laughs> and, and that's how, you know, Future Life was developed. And it's actually, it's been like a, a real game changer for our athletes and for the industry because it's the most breathable waterproof product we've ever created. Mm -hmm. It happens to also be uh, done with, you know, 100% you know, of recycled products. So it's also, you know, um, you know, a product that, really leads our innovation agenda as well. You can be innov innovative, but also doing it in the most sustainable way. And, uh, and it's also silent and soft compared yeah. to other membranes that are a little stiff, you know. And so this is a good example where it was developed, you know, for alpinism, you know, um, but the application that it has now translates into so many more applications. Because if you think about, you know, people who live in cities where they have to commute, you know, like the minute that you're, you know, you walk fast and you get in the subway and it starts getting hot, you start, you know, like sweating. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because your layers just don't breathe. That's the same approach where now that breathability gives you so much more versatility as well. So that's essentially to me, you know, like uh, the idea of being consumer centric and thinking about your overall consumer experience, including the product experience. In my mind, make make the most personal and memorable experience for consumers. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's this 
there's this notion that marketing can solve for what product lacks when in reality, we, we, we live in an era of competition where it's only great products paired with great marketing are going to win. And, and those two should be that constant battle back and forth. And two, two kind of icons I always look up to in particular are the anti kind of marketing uh, executives being one being Steve Jobs and then another being Elon Musk, where, you know, Tesla spends allegedly like a five dollar acquisition cost or something. You know, it's probably not a direct data point. But he's like, I'm not going to focus on I'm not going to focus at all on the marketing. I'm just going to focus on creating the best product in the world. And similarly, you know, we've we've seen what Apple has done. Uh, now, I think they have their own in-house agency where they where they they kind of have pioneered their own style of marketing and advertising. But I find that as to be an incredible example of listening to consumers and then taking on that challenge of, OK, so no one's really developed this this wearable technology before within an apparel situation, but we're going to figure it out because that's who we are as a brand. And I think that goes back to that core brand identity. And now you're pairing what's happening brand wise with what's happening consumer wise with what's happening product development wise and really aligning those marketing goals and and the strategies. And and what I've seen in recent months with kind of uh, this new world that we live in is more maybe time and energy and efforts spent towards research and strategy and concepts of that nature, uh, particularly as an outdoor brand. I'd be curious to hear from you with with COVID-19, with now, I know in Kansas City, there's like a curfew now with all the protests going on. And, and you know, in some cities, there's riots, which, you know, we could dive into COVID-19 and, and, and the Black Lives Matter movement for hours. But from a, uh, from a North Face perspective, in terms of the outdoors, there's a lot of people spending way too much side time inside they're ready to rebel they're ready to get outside and breathe some fresh air uh what is your approach and how have you been combating everything thus far where people have very literally been locked down unable to travel and and go live outdoors where they want to be yeah you're right this the last few months have been uh you know quite unsettling for so many different reasons i think this is to me where you know i truly believe that consumer align with brand, which uh, values, you know, uh, reflect that they, they, they can, you know, uh, they can identify with and product the trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, for us, this was <clears throat> an opportunity to actually uh, really speak to our values. You know, when, uh, when COVID-19, you know, started to hit, we, uh, in, you know, like we felt like, you know, the, the North Face is really centered around community the outdoor community in our own community. So the first thing that we did, we felt it was important to uh, walk the talk, yeah. which uh, way before, you know, quarantine were enforced, we started to stop all travel. We started to stop all of our partner agencies to do any photo shoots because there were concerns about their safety. We also put all our, you know, shut down all our stores and, you know, we made sure that all our retail employees would be paid throughout COVID-19. So we had to take wow. care of our yeah. family. Um, the other thing that we did right away is, you know, reach out to first responders. You know, although, you know, we don't necessarily make products for first responders, we have access to incredible manufacturing partners and we're able to very quickly turn around 60,000 gloves that we could provide to, you know, uh, you know, some key hospitals uh, in, across the, the United States. Mm-hmm. But we didn't want to stop there because what we saw is that we heard it from our community, our athletes, our partners, and, and consumers. 
you know, like the outdoor communities got hit really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, the small communities with very little access, you know, sometimes to first responders, to healthcare, you know, or to, you know, basic needs. And also, you know, as you know, their life livelihood depends on tourism, you know. And so when that tourism stops, we felt like it was important for us to support the community. So we created a fund where, you know, we have a fund called the Explore Fund that helps support communities. And what we did is we allocated a million dollars to support, you know, to support our community through the, I would say, the survival of COVID and helping rebuild the aftermath post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, really, to me, um, you know, you know uh, um, powerful is, you know, obviously our athletes and other partners join in. We recently partnered with one of our long-term, uh, you know, brand partners, Supreme. Oh, yeah. We we launched, you know, like a a tight capsule collection with a T-shirt, which all revenues went to first responders as well, uh, which helped us, you know, raise a significant amount of money as well to support the cause. And uh, and what you're going to see here is we um, we're about to also unleash the second chapter of our United campaign um, uh, around, you know, the response to COVID to support organizations that will help rebuild and in support the outdoors in, in, a, in a safety manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that was one of the elements. Start with your community. Like, what are your values? The second thing that was interesting is we've, we've posted Instagram live you know, stories with our athletes. Yeah. You know, our, you know like uh, the, literally the, the first week we shut down our office, we're like, you know, what, what can we do for our community? And we're like, we have insane content of expedition yeah. for the last two, three years. Let's just make sure that, you know, if people are – you know, stuck inside, let's have them, you know, rediscover or discover those. Yeah. And then the first one, we've hosted uh, an Instagram live with some of our athletes. Uh, and what was really interesting is right away, the consumer base, obviously, they love to connect with our athletes, a lot of questions, but very quickly it became about how do you deal with confinement? What are you going to do when you're stuck at home? Mm-hmm. And that helped us completely pivot our strategy because if you think about some of our athletes, if you're an alpinist, you climb up with a few, a very small crew, and you spend a lot of time in very small spaces, very small tent. And so quickly, our athletes started to provide feedback inside, how to stay fit, how to train inside, how to deal with confinement. And that pivoted to a full-service ecosystem, leveraging our athletes to train, to engage, and also, frankly, a lot of conversation about planning, planning your next adventure. Yeah. And we saw, we saw that movement really grow over the, the weeks of confinement where people just wanted to start, you know, like exploring their, 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 their backyards, exploring their local park. And obviously for the longest time, the parks were closed, um, but it, it allowed us to have meaningful conversation around what they needed, which was advice, which is product gear inside, and, and frankly, also entertainment. You know, like uh, we like to inspire consumers to explore more. Uh, and our athletes and the content we create, you know, allowed allowed us to uh, to really, uh, you know, have some fun there. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Now we've obviously, you know, spoken with a lot of CMOs over the past few weeks and seen a lot of responses as well. And it's something that, as an agency, we've consistently studied. I can I can tell you guys firsthand on the podcast that's one of the best one of the best responses I've seen. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be wild to a year from now, look back and see how brands responded to COVID-19 and then ultimately what was the impact of that uh, in terms of, you know, business and consumer trust and, and brand love and all those other things. But 
uh, from everything I'm hearing, that that is the that is the playbook for uh, future future problems of these sorts, which hopefully we don't have to you know have happen. But I think your ability to move and pivot on a dime like that and shift really shows uh, your abilities as a CMO and just leadership as a whole to to be able to do that. And I think uh, I think that's something that we should demand from from more brands. And so you know I think uh, consumers are going to show up and show out, particularly when we do pop on outdoors. And, and hopefully we see almost uh, almost kind of a slingshot uh, back where, you know, we spent so much time indoors that now we're conscious about it. And maybe this becomes, you know, one of those summers or over the next few years where people are exploring more than ever before. And, and that's a net win for everyone. And I think uh, that's going to be a positive message to push. Now, we obviously have crystal ball, so we don't know what that's going to necessarily look like. And we could have never predicted, you know, some of these things that have ultimately happened outside of people like Bill Gates, which, of course, knew was happening. But regardless, uh, you know, what are some future technologies, consumer behaviors, trends, platforms that you're actively looking into, researching, thinking about? Um, this, is, I've, this is a question I've asked, you know, across the board, I think, on every podcast episode. Uh, and, you know, we've gotten the most insane answers. Sometimes it's like artificial intelligence, virtual reality, augmented reality. Sometimes it's just TikTok. Sometimes it's neither this new wave of Gen Z coming into the realm. Uh, does anything stand out to you? Yeah, quite a few things. I would say, you know, like a, from a consumer standpoint, what we're seeing is a new wave of, of, of consumers joining and enjoying the outdoors. Yeah. And they come from very diverse background, and uh, and uh, and this is one area for us that is a massive and always been a big focus of ours. We want the outdoors to be more inclusive, more diverse. What's happening right now really shows us inequality and and you know flat out racism that uh, we've always you know uh, you know had a really strong stance again. And it's really first on the consumer side, exciting to see a new wave of consumers just enjoying the outdoors in, in different ways. And, you, and, and we're gonna, we want to continue to fuel and, and encourage and, and capitalize on that. The second thing for us is is around the uh, the innovation side. At, at the North Face, product innovation is at the heart of every, the heart of everything that we're doing. And uh, we have actually five patenting technologies that we're about to unleash. We back we had a um, a first you know uh, press release around it. It's called the Advanced Mountain Kit, and the insight comes from our athletes trying to summit mountains. In the fastest way possible, yeah. which forces us to completely rethink the system of dress for for an, an athletes to create a, you know like a simple system that are the lightest, the warmest, the most protective. So you're going to see this rolling out completely new products. Future Light, what I was telling you about, is a big part of this product. Lightweight, breathable, completely waterproof insulation as well. That you know we're we're going to be uh, releasing in the next you know few seasons. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, if you look at the consumer landscape and the ability to listen and respond and engage personally with consumers, from artificial intelligence to, frankly, just uh, the agility that we need in uh, reading and reacting based on how you know consumer wants to interact with each other and how they interact with brands, is you know is is making it for a really I would say exciting. Um, environment to be in if you're truly consumer centric and you really want to uh you know uh to better you know to surprise and delight your consumers and better serve them 
and we we live in the best era you know for any you know marketing you know uh, individual or product individual because consumers want to have a, you know a point of view as your brand for us it's really interesting to see that um, you know our, our our target consumers they're in charge and they have a real point of view on what they expect for brands on on their stance against racism and we've been super clear uh on that, you know, right, right up of, of, of the bat, and we know that we've got a lot more work to do as as a leader in the in outdoor industry to continue to be more diverse and and frankly, uh, you know, um, support, you know, and con- condemn, you know, racism flat out and support, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, our African American and, and and community as well. We've got work to do there, um, but we're excited about the work we've done and the partners that we have to to do this work. Uh, but what's really interesting is. You know, consumer will vote for brands which deliver on the values that you know they align with. Sustainability is really important for us. Mm-hmm. It's our playground. If we you know if we screw up our you know our playground, we no none of us will be able to go outdoors anymore. Yeah. And so it's embedded in everything that we do. Frankly, mm-hmm. from the innovation, the material, the sourcing, we have a program called Renewed that takes old garments that are lifetime warranty and that we can repurpose. And it's a program that is, you know, is doing really well for us, and that speaks to this, you know, the idea of, you know, a full cycle of, you know, of product, uh, product creation. And so, and, and so that's why I would say, if you think about, you know, what's happening in the in the next few years, what I would say is you're going to see consumer continue to vote for brand uh, which values product they align with, but also brand which truly deliver, an, you know, a, you know, a benefit to their life. Yeah. That's why, you know, the work, the, you know, the idea of marketing without product experience to me, yeah. you know, is, is, is just not completing the consumer journey, right? So the two have to be really connected. And when I say product, it can be a digital product, but it's the idea of thinking about the full experience, I think, is, is really what's, uh, what's going to define, you know, uh, our, our near future. Of course, if this podcast was a movie, then we truly did set up the foreshadowing for the the conclusion, because I think you concluded it perfect. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, when we look to the future, a lot of the existing actions. I and, and to kind of recap things, I know what we first touched on was those values, the, the core of the North Face brand and what that means, how you live through those and then how that transforms and, and ultimately impacts new product innovation and development. Um, and then obviously that's that's seen further in your response to COVID-19 thus far in your consumer centric approach to putting consumers lives first, putting the lives of your employees first, making positive change and using this as a time to create something for the better. And then I think what that ultimately shows best is that you're continually to listen and respond and and be agile within those executions of which in today's area, you know, agility is so necessary. So. I think uh, from my perspective, that's a good recap of things. Do you have any closing remarks or, or insight and advice for our audience here? Uh, you know, maybe closing remarks would be to say that uh, people talk a lot about the importance of being consumer-centric. I think at the end of the day, um, if it's not truly embedded into the approach that marketeers, marketeers take, uh, the consumer find out and expose it very quickly. And I think we live in a in an era where transparency, authenticity uh, are going to be, you know, key. I would say um, key metrics that brands are going to be judged upon. And today, in the environment that we live, 
it's really interesting to see the brands that live up to these expectations and the one that choose to opt out. Uh, and I don't think that, at least at the North space, we don't think opting out is an option. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone in order to uh, to uh, to support for what's right. And I think consumer expect that. Very well said. And so for all of our listeners here, continue to stand up for what is right, particularly in the marketing realm, where we can drive a lot of this positive chain change. Steve, it was incredible to have you on. I appreciate your time. For all of our podcast listeners right now, I like to listen and respond too. So go ahead and screenshot this podcast, whatever timestamp it's at. Post it to your Instagram story, tag Trendsetters Media uh, in that, and I will personally Venmo you whatever it costs for your favorite North Face t-shirt, assuming it's not the crazy technology and going to cost me like 250 bucks. So we'll see. We can negotiate. Uh, But anyway, thank you all for tuning in. This was an incredible episode, and I will see you all next time.